Welcome to the Digital Workflow Dentistry Podcast Series. We help dentists adapt, adopt, and advance in the world of dental technology. For more information about upcoming lectures, webinars, and podcasts, please go to our website, www.digitalworkflowdentist.com, and Instagram at Digital Workflow Dentistry. Good afternoon, dental internet world. My name is Dr. Vishal Sharma, and I'm once again here with my friend and colleague, Dr. Mike Parchewski. You can see Mike and I behind us in a two-dimensional poster. Mike, it's good to see you in three dimensions, and that is a great segue into our topic of conversation today, which is going to be 3D printing and the applications for dental education and treatment. Great. Thanks, Vish. Good to see you in 3D as well. <laughs> um, today a, is a great day. We have um, an emerging expert with us today. His name is Joss Egebrotten. Uh, he's with us from the VA hospital in Minneapolis, where he's uh, running the GPR program and all the 3D digital workflow programs in that uh, facility. And so Josh has got some interesting stories that we're going to share with us today about his journey in digital dentistry and how he got started and uh, some of the neat applications that he has found in the teaching realm for 3D dentistry, which uh, I'm, I'm actually blown away. So Josh, great to have you with us. Hey, and thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you with us. And so Josh, I'll just start off Maybe why don't you just give us a little details about uh, the VA program and, and what got you started in 3D? Sure. Um, thanks for the nice introduction. Um, I can't take all the credit, though. Um, so I'm a, I'm a general dentist at the VA. Um, I am helping out with the, the digital dentistry, um, learning it, implementing it, um, and then teaching it. Um, we do have some more experienced dentists that are um, in charge of the GPR program. Um, so they're, they're taking care of all that. Uh, but the, the VA in Minneapolis, we're, uh, kind of a large group practice. So we're in a hospital. Um, we have six, seven, uh, general dentists also with a few specialists. Um, we see military, uh, us veterans, um, as our patient base, uh, our digital program, um, it's in its infancy right now. Um, so we're excited to see, uh, where we go with it. And so what got you interested in the, in the digital workflows? Yeah. So, uh, last year I was a, a GPR resident also at the VA in Minneapolis. Uh, we had a trios three scanner. Yeah. Um, what I found is when I scanned my patients, I was able to do virtual treatment planning with some of our specialists in house. So we had, a a, uh, big screen TV in our resident room. So I'd take that trios three, it was on a mobile cart scan my patient, get the occlusion, also take a CBCT. I'd work up my patient case, and then I'd bring it into that resident room, plug it into the TV, and then I had a couple of specialists at my, um, there to teach me. Um, so I'd present the case to them. They'd give me feedback. So I use it as a learning tool. Yep. Um, that was my big introduction into digital dentistry there. Um, I had some mentors along the way that saw me using it, um, and they kind of took me under their wing um, they helped me along and then, uh, COVID 19 hit and, uh, we had, uh, kind of a standstill with seeing patients in our residency. And so that was March. Um, but then there was just this huge surplus of webinars, uh, and online content, um, especially regarding digital dentistry. 
Um, so I kind of took it upon myself to, to become the expert within our clinic and, and learn as much as I could, um, knowing that I don't know all the dentistry yet, but I can show our specialists and show our general dentists there that know much more than I do. Um, I can show them my cases on the computer and then they're able to actually teach me the dentistry along the way too. Yeah, it's great. It's a great tool for um, co-discovery and for showing, again, other specialists and, and patients to go through the workflow. You know, we do um, and teach a, a process called the digital implant case presentation, which is mm -hmm. how we treatment plan implants in front of the patients. And we, we go through the whole digital workflow with the patients. And, um, you know, it's quite happens that it's featured on our digital workflow dentistry platform. Shameless plug. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Josh, obviously very interesting, and it, it should be um, noted that it's very commendable that early on in your career, you've taken such an interest in uh, digital workflow. So, you know, in my practice, uh, we have two 3D printers, the Formlab, uh, the older one and the newest generation one, and we're predominantly using right now digital impressions, printing uh, models, either for orthodontic purposes, surgical guides. But really, I feel we're only at the tip of the iceberg for the 3D printing aspect of that. Um, as Mike uh, and I both do, and Mike knows, uh, we use our digital impression system for a lot of case presentations you've been using with the specialist in the hospital that you work at. So I really like the digital components, obviously, because it provides efficiency and accuracy, which is obviously mm -hmm. really important in, in patient care. Uh, patient comfort as well, which I think you'll find as your journey goes by. Um, and then the aspect to me that's really interesting with what you're doing is uh, the 3D printing component. So um, talk about what you're doing from that perspective. Uh, what have you been uh, doing in terms of clinical models, the resins, the types of printers, uh, et cetera? Just uh, inundate us with some information, please. Sure. Um, so we're using 3D printing uh, both to create uh, models for uh, simulation for our residents, um, so teaching models, and then we also are using um, 3D printing also for surgical guides. Um, I'll use uh, just print off dental models. Uh, we'll do, we're starting to do denture try-ins um, with the 3D printed try-ins. Um, we're just kind of at the, the cusp of everything right now. Um, so what we did uh, what I sent you guys was our implant surgical model. Mm -hmm. um, so we needed a way to teach the the digital workflow for virtually planning an implant um, to our residents, but also give them the hands-on experience of using the guided system and doing it before they were treating patients. And so what we uh, developed was this um, multi-tissue layer uh, model that simulates the gingiva, um, the different bone densities. So there's a dense cortical layer um, followed by the, uh, the less dense trabecular bone. Um, so when you're actually drilling on the model, you feel the drop once you perforate that cortical layer. Um, so the gingiva, it's rubber-like, um, but it can be cut, reflected. Um, so what our residents did is they, because the model that we made um, was made from an intraoral scan and a CBCT, um, they had that information available to virtually plan their own implant for that case, design the guide, 3D print the guide, and then take that guide um, during our workshop and place the implant in that model. Um, so they were all, they were guided by one of our oral surgeons. So he was teaching them different techniques, 
um, what protocols he likes to do, pre-medications, um, and also suturing techniques at the end of it. So the, the models sutured together nicely too. Oh, well, so it's, I find that almost super incredible yeah. and uh, very timely. Um, it's interesting because um, Vishal and myself, we teach uh, a guided implant course in two phases. You know, first weekend is, is where we teach uh, the placement and doing all the planning and the digital implant case presentation. Second weekend is where we're actually, um, you know, doing have the guides so that have models and guides. And we've struggled <laughs> with quality models to simulate um, what we're trying to do. And it's interesting, like, you know, we've talked about it. Man, if we could just get something that was printed that would simulate it that we could do off of one of our cases, then everybody can work up the same case. And then you're actually doing that. You're making the guides um, to do that. And what a difference that would make for hands-on. So I think it's just genius. Now, have you found um, the students' response to this uh, pretty positive? Yeah, they really enjoyed the workshop. Um, So before our um, implant workshop, we took a cone beams of uh, extracted teeth. And so we made 3D printed tooth models so they could um, do an endo workshop. So um, they had tiny canal systems within the teeth. um, So they were able to access uh, a mandibular first molar, um, debride and obturate. And so that was kind of the start of it, but the the response to the implant models was good. Um, We used Zimmer during our first round here um, for guided surgery. Um, but I'd like to do Astra next um, with our residents. So I'd like to get some um, model or just some demo implants and then have our have our residents work up that case, place an Astra guided implant. Just the sleeve system is different than what the yeah. Zimmer is. So, Yeah, that's something we should uh, <clears throat> communicate on uh, with you um, and do something because, that, you know, that's what we're teaching on is primarily the Astra system. So um, quick, yeah. quick question, just to interject, Josh. So um, on those models that you had the workshop on, were those all students who had not yet placed um, uh, an implant on an actual patient, uh, an, an in uh, vivo patient, or was that the first time that they were exposed to implant technology was on those models? <clears throat> Three out of the four of them hadn't placed implants yet. Okay. And the one who had, did they have any comments on the uh, how lifelike that process was with those models? Uh, it was our oral surgeon that okay. was, he was kind of blown away by the model. Wow. It, you know, it's just immensely impressive that Mike was talking about the challenges that we've had, especially over COVID with the hands-on component, which we essentially had to, to um, postpone indefinitely. Uh, we had a printed model, and I actually broke the mandible when I was placing the implant, Mike, if you remember doing the osteotomy yep. on that plastic, very rigid, uh, non-lifelike uh, First there device. was smoke, then there was fire. Yeah, yeah it turned into a bilateral sagittal split osteotomy. So <laughs> the aspect on having lifelike renderings uh, that simulate what we're going to see in the clinical environment, especially with implants, is is fantastic. So what's, what's the prep time on one of these... Um, multi-layer, multi-resin models? How long will it take you to prepare and uh, create one? The first one took me too long. Um, I actually had COVID uh, back in November. And so I asked my uh, my chief, um, and he's been very supportive over all of these uh, digital dental uh, endeavors. And I asked him if I could work from home. Um, so I spent my uh, 10 days of quarantine at home figuring out how to 
the biggest problem or the biggest hurdle to get over was, you know, I had the intraoral scan and I had the cone beam, but in between those two, uh, you just don't have that data. And so I, I needed to figure out a way to, to manipulate the meshes or manipulate the scan so that I could make up for that tissue thickness that was missing between that intraoral scan and the CBCT. Um, and that was the hardest thing to figure out. But once I figured that out, I think to design a new model, it would take me maybe a day. Okay. Maybe less. So once it's designed, now that I know the process. So so you basically design the multi layers in in uh, are using what are you using mesh mixer or? Yep, mesh mixer. Okay, so, so I line in yeah. uh, three shape dental systems. I take yeah. uh, segment the mandible. Yeah. So segment the CBCT and then I align the CBCT with the the intraoral scan and three shape, and then I take those into mesh mixer and. And so then you end up uh, you you segment and you print the the, the different layers. Yep. So you basically, you'll print one layer, um, switch the resin, print the second layer. Is that the type of process? Yeah, good question. Um, so the, the type of printer we're using, it's a, it's a Stratasys J750 Polyjet printer. Um, so it's a material jetting printer, a um, little bit different than the, the VAT polymerization printers like the Formlabs or a Nextent printer. Um, with a material jetting printer, it's very similar to an inkjet printer, except it can print vertical in that Z-axis. Um, so what that allows it to do is print in all those different resins at the same time. Oh, okay. That's pretty amazing. So. It, it, it can blend resins, um, it can print different resins simultaneously. So the model that I made has five different resins in it, um, each blended in a different, you know, different percentage, um, just depending on which layer we're printing. So, so some is a rubber-like resin, some is a solid white, yeah. some one is a solid uh, magenta. There's also support resin, so these printers print with um, instead of the uh, the scaffold supports that you'll see in a, a VAT polymerization printer that you have to cut off, it actually prints in a an additional resin that's jelly-like and water-soluble, which worked well for the pulp on those endo teeth. Wow, that's impressive. Because we could ir irrigate that out. But um, so just different combinations of these resins. So it's all done in one job. Um, takes about I think it was like four hours to print eight models. Oh, well, that's not okay. bad. So one yeah. day to uh, do the full planning aspect, and then that amount of time to print that m uh, number of models. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's not a printer technology. I'm intimately familiar, with Mike. Obviously, I know you have the Moon Race, so you're in uh, in my realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just basically, I've we've done where you we print can print the gingiva from a different resin, but you're adding it on. You're having to segment that off and print it as two separate portions, right? You know, it's incredible. I, I think um, Mike and I, Josh, are big into dental sleep medicine or, or treating and screening for sleep apnea in the dental office. And so we both think that that is probably uh, the, to quote uh, Star Trek and, and be a big dork, uh, the next frontier in dentistry. But I really wonder, Mike, how quickly it'll be before 3D printing starts to take over, not only from what Josh is doing, which is uh, exceptional diagnostic and training tools, um, but the opportunity for us to do appliances in office, uh, whether it's sleep appliances or night guards, uh, I gave a presentation yesterday over Zoom on SureSmile, which of course we can do all of that within our office as well. So I wonder how quickly before 3D printing just is um, fully mainstream and, and, and takes over uh, the technology in offices and, and everyone really is, is delving into it. So uh, Josh, um, 
as we were discussing just before we were recording, uh, Mike and I do a lot of uh, CEREC-based dentistry. So we've predominantly been milling our surgical guides using the exact same workflow that you just discussed where you're taking an intraoral scan, marrying it with the CBCT and then planning from that perspective. Um, but I see the application, Mike, probably being for printing, being more economical and a bit more effective. Uh, but the milled guides, guides, they fit phenomenally well. Josh, how have these guides been fitting on the simulated models? Uh, have the students been uh, taking these into a real patient? Speak a little bit about that experience and your uh, thoughts on the accuracy and efficacy of these. Yeah, the the fit of our guides, I, I haven't noticed any problems with them. Um, when I saw your question, I, I really hadn't thought about the fit of the guides at that point, just because they they, they fit perfectly. Um, right. They're, they don't wobble. Um, on the models, there's a little bit more friction than there is in the mouth, just wet enamel. You know, it seems like the guide slides on that better than the, the printer resin on the model. Um, but everything seats fully and we, we do our um, seating windows so that we make sure, you know, it's seated all the way across the teeth there that it extends to and haven't had any problems with the 3D printed ones. So now in the the cases where you've done the, the the modeling and the rendering have you had any like you so you've made the simulated model of a case have you done any simulated models simulated cases and then taken that to the patient no i haven't i think that would be a good like if you my thought is if you could do that as a case study i think that would be an amazing like a publishable type of uh, do a case study and put that in a journal where oh, you, sure. you actually work it up from start to finish virtually, and then you carry that process into the mouth and compare, you know, how that training on that case took it into that patient case. It would be pretty pretty cool experience. Yeah, you could take post-op CBCTs of both the you know the patient and the model and compare implant position and did it yeah. vary at all? And yeah, and just I think the you know you could gauge it on something you know the benefit of. Uh, virtual simulation on um, clinical effectiveness or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely very high tech. Um, now, tell us a little bit more about your school. Uh, so you guys have a GPR program then. Um, how many students would you have in that program? Yeah, so we have uh, four postdoctorate residents. Um, it's a one-year program. Okay. And... Um, any specialty programs at the at your the hospital? Uh, not directly through the VA. We do have oral surgery residents that rotate through our program, though. Okay. And so, what does the future hold for you? You've obviously finished your uh, GPR. You've obviously been um, uh, offered a position as a full time uh, staff member. You're going to forge ahead with this. What else is on the horizon for you, Josh? I've been having fun with what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, my wife and I, we're both from a small town and we're actually from the same town we met back in high school. And we always thought we'd be back in a small town. Um, I'm having a lot of fun at the VA low right now. And, and the doctors I'm working with and the patients I'm working with, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything right now. It almost feels like a second year of residency to me. And again, the, the digital equipment has helped with that because now it's not my cases I'm showing. Um, other doctors, it's other doctors that are scanning cases and starting their own cases, but they're asking me for help in regards to the digital planning. Um, so I'm learning from prosthodontists, you know, how they would plan 
uh, fully edentulous cases and where they want their implants based on um, the final prosthesis they're imagining. Um, so I, I'm not sure what's on the horizon. Mm -hmm. um, definitely within the VA for right now and within digital dentistry. Well, it sounds like you've got a phenomenal setup there with a lot of uh, great learning opportunities. And as we were discussing before, Mike Scramstad, uh, an expert on single visit dentistry, is right in your backyard. So at some point, he'll be uh, worth connecting with. Um, as Mike was discussing, you know, we are in the process of doing a few more hands-on courses, and we're optimistic that with some vaccines, that will resume fairly shortly. Will these uh, impressive models that you've discussed, are they going to be able to be produced for cases and courses to um, benefit uh, students outside of the VA at any point in the, in the future? Yeah, so the models I designed uh, right now are just for the VA, uh, but these, how I designed them can definitely be applied to other courses or other programs, um, and I'd be happy to help with that. Yeah, and we'll certainly uh, reach out from that perspective. I know Mike will reach out back regarding the uh, Astra implants that you are hoping to jump into. So, Now, um, only other thing I wanted to, to follow up with is it seems like you've, you know, you said you went through COVID and you've, uh, um, you've been busy. Um, anything on your hobbies or free time? Like, do you ever get uh, a break from, from what you're doing? You almost work as hard uh, as us. Well, my, my wife works more than me, Mariah. She works 80 plus hours a week. And so she, she's very good at balancing her time. Um, so when we're home together, we're, we're usually just hanging out. Um, we have a 10 month old baby, uh, kit. Uh, we're just watching him grow up and playing with him. Um, when he's napping, we figure out a way to, to connect Bluetooth earbuds to our fire stick. So we'll watch a movie, um, or watch a show. Um, other than that, we like going outside, um, starting to warm up here now in Minnesota. So we've been doing some walks and, uh, love our coffee. So <laughs> brew up coffee. Important to stay well caffeinated and should be noted your wife's, uh, in a, a medical residency. So she's exceptionally busy and clearly you've recovered very effectively from, uh, COVID, um, Josh. So we, uh, want to thank you for being a part of our podcast. You are doing some very innovative and exciting things, two things that Mike and I pride ourselves on and also respect a lot in other people. So once the borders opens up, we're certainly going to have to collaborate and uh, either come visit you or certainly host you up here. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, we yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it too. Um, I just have one more thing. Yeah. Um, I kind of, everything was timed well with my position. Um, it was all the people before me and above me that made this all possible, um, by producing the right equipment. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm thankful to have them, um, there supporting me. I have a couple of mentors, um, two oral surgeons, one oral surgeon, Dr. Templeton. Um, he's always saying, figure out something you like and become an expert at it. And then the other oral surgeon, Dr. French, um, he's the one that encouraged me to, um, continue to pursue digital dentistry. Um, within the VA itself. And so he, he brought up the idea of me trying to find a position for myself within the VA and advocating for it. Um, so I'm thankful for, for their help. And then our, our chief, Dr. Bates, um, he's been supportive this entire time. Well, it's great. Yeah, it sounds like you're working with some great people. And uh, it sounds like you're taking full advantage of opportunities that are coming to you and you're making uh, 
some great opportunities for yourself, and I'm very impressed with what you're doing right out of dental school. Uh, very impressive. Um, yeah, thanks again. Thanks, Vish. And uh, just for everybody, uh, please, uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. Please subscribe. Click like down below uh, if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, Digital Workflow Dentistry is our Instagram. Uh, all the links for the podcasts, uh, seminars, upcoming webinars, lectures are all there. So please check it out and you guys stay well and take care in this time. Thanks, everyone.